Yeah, I mean, we could do whatever you want, I guess. Welcome to another episode of the Midwest Flyways podcast today. Joey Vasallo, Connor Olstad, Kalnes, and we have a very, very special guest tonight. Say hi, Lance. Hello, everybody. <laughs> we have Lance Kramer from Sound Gear, and this is going to be an hour-long podcast about why your ears need you to wear sound hearing. <laughs> That's actually not true. No, I know. Because I, totally I wouldn't listen to that. I know, dude. <laughs> That's fine. That's not what we do. Hey, Lance. guys, protect your hearing, and I can't even hear it. The whole podcast is about that. Yep. Yeah. What? But actually, though, do protect your hearing, but what? we're not going to talk about it for an hour. Yeah, Don't Lance. do that, dude. Huh? What? I know you're what? like. I want five dollars in the jar for every time I hear that. Please. Yeah, I know you're old, dude. But I'm not the you know, not that old guys. Come on, it's about ten <laughs> years. Thirty-two. Thirty-four. Thirty-six. Thirty-five. Yikes! Probably about Wade's age. Oh, little Wade shoemaker. Wade's here. like thirty-two. Nah, thirty-two. He's older than that. Mm. Don't let him. Don't let him fool you. Wade's thirty-two. I think he just texted me. Actually, maybe I should. He just texted me him? too. Should we ask him? No. Yeah, we could. You could text him right now and say, hey, we're on a podcast. This is a direly super important. What's your age? <laughs> um, Lance, so I know you really like pheasants. Boo. Who's got the boo box? What? No. I like pheasants. <laughs> no, boo box him, dude. Boo box I, him around boo boxing you. No. No. <laughs> you don't know which one the boo box is, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did know which one it was, dude. Because I've been doing this podcast. Yeah. To confirm yeah. what I already thought, Wade is 35 years old. He just texted me. So gross. He's a young 35, though. You know, you're kind of like an old 35. <laughs> I appreciate that, guys. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. yeah we're good. Fine. Excuse me. When is the uh, podcast over? Is this full hour or is this half yeah. hour? What are we doing? Tonight? You can leave Three, if you want to, man. We'll yeah. do it without Three you. Three hours, dude. Of <laughs> you just getting ripped on because you're old as shit. Case of Red Bull, we're good to go. <laughs> Lance. Or what are the kids drinking these days? Bangs? We drink in. I don't know. Red the Bulls, kids. I love it. He calls us the kids. That makes rains, me feel so young energy. and fresh. So, so fresh. Yeah. Yep. Lance, anyway, I know you're into pheasants, dude, mm -hmm. but you really got into duck hunting first, didn't you? Absolutely. Tell me more. Tell you more. Uh, God. And when did you get into duck hunting? I think I was five, four or five years old, going with my dad for the first time. Grew up in Chaska, Minnesota, so I'm long, sorry. long, long time. It was yeah. actually uh, and hunted all through high school, mostly public land, some private um, here in Minnesota, and then. Um, Really, one of the main reasons I picked University of North Dakota in college was, oh, the duck hunting is fantastic in North Dakota. I'm yeah. going there, hundred mm. percent. You know, education's first, of course, but uh, <laughs> but you, you mean education of hunting? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Five dollars in the jar. Yeah. In the jar. Yeah. What did you go to school for? Uh, communications major, oh. super broad, nice. basic. But um, so did you just hunt like all the time out there? That's all I did. I did you get said, a degree? I did. I did graduate. <laughs> Wasn't that five-year plan? You know that how that works? Sure. The um, Van Wilder program? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Not For the kids listening at home, the kids. you don't know what that is, but look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic movie. Um, yeah. That's all I did. I scheduled my fall course load around duck hunting. That's how I'm done. Nice. Nothing before 11 during the week and um, tried as much as I possibly could to not have any classes on Friday. Lance is like, I have a window from about 11.30 until 1.30, and then I can be back from about 5.30 until 7.30. Yeah. And then the best part was that we'd shoot so many ducks and geese, or geese, especially early season, we just pounded them. But I had a, a slicer and a dehydrator, so I'd make 
jerky to get rid of it all. And then I'd bring it to class and I was like the class hero. Cause I'd be like, anybody want any jerky? Like, Oh yeah, this is great. This is the best I've ever had. I'm like, is it though? <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I had made that on a dehydrator beans. from yeah. fleet farm in my dorm room. It was flying yesterday. I don't remember what it was called. It was like the Lance's dorm room smelled like jerky for the whole rest of the decade. It did. And that's how he met his wife. <laughs> giving out free jerky free bud. jerky she couldn't resist the goose jerky i'll take oh, one of them sure but does she have an accent on. like this too nope i'll take one of them <laughs> lance's wife so minnesota i'll take one of them jerkies she you got more, and, and she'll listen I don't think she'll listen minnesota. to this and i don't care but i call her out all the time for her minnesota accent because mm. okay, she's like tomorrow Oh, tomorrow? put it in the bag does she put say it, put big? it in the bag bag like yeah i'm like i've worked on my accent okay Doing enough trade shows over the years, going down south, out west, out e- like everywhere. Yeah. Put them in the bag. You get called out. Yeah, put them in the bag. Have you had any trade shows this year yet? Um, Just some uh, events with Pheasants Forever, Um, thankfully, because last year was tough. Just, yeah. I mean, I love the trade shows. love seeing the people, obviously, and um, connecting. You know, like, that's where I met you guys, obviously, at Game Fair. But it it was a struggle last year just trying to be present anywhere. I mean, it was not fun i mean yeah, yeah it's like, like our oh, podcast you know yeah like that you know all those things but no, no it's um this year vast majority of my trade shows especially locally here in minnesota have been canceled um i believe game fair is canceled again this year Mm-mm. no no it's on yeah as far as we know yeah, it's as far on. as we understand Edit that it's out. On. game fair is going to be a blast no um <laughs> i thought it was canceled that's what i had dude heard. that's how you know you have kids and you're just flying by the seat of your pants i dude. am It'd be you, like you had to remind me July, the and they're tonight. like, "Hey, so you paid for your booth? Wondering if you're mm-hmm. gonna come?" Or it's yeah. like, "Whoa!" <laughs> but yeah. it's tomorrow did some uh, did a nice event with Pheasants Forever last week at the Horse and Hunt Club and um, Shotgun Showcase for their magazine. So we got to shoot a bunch of nice shotguns uh, and test them out for the review for their um, Pheasants Forever Journal and Quail Forever Journals, and then. Uh, right at, immediately following that, we did a uh, Clays for Conservation event as well, where we raised a bunch of money for Pheasants Forever. So cool, fun to get out and see everybody. Guys from Federal and they were there in attendance, and Polaris. So it was a good, good what, showing, good event to see people because I haven't seen yeah. most of them in a, at least a year. What was the what was the nicest shotgun you shot? What was your favorite? What was my favorite? Tell you what, if you have the opportunity to shoot a nice Caesar Garini. Uh, over mm. under, I will say that. I mean, it's not something I would ever. I, I, it's too rich for my blood. I couldn't. I couldn't afford <coughs> it. But you want to talk about smooth, be smooth. And I don't even own an over under except for a four ten. But that perspective, definitely uh, over under. Caesar Garini was amazing. And again, take out. You know, what is that? Maybe, maybe sell my kidney for that one. Ah, it depends what you get. You're looking at ten. Um, oh my god i would think starting I, honestly, I, don't even, I don't even look at the price <laughs> tags okay like, because it's just like i'm not getting it yeah um other than that i yeah i shot you know some Dude. benelli's that were awesome that's kind of this I is shoot, how you so. know pheasants guys are soft bro soft just ten thousand dollar shotguns like you're never getting just the most fair weather hunters ever all right let me just stop you there all right <laughs> go ahead dude why don't you pheasant hunt <laughs> so boring because <laughs> you have to walk through a field no other than it's boring, what did you tell me when we were pheasant hunting? I literally don't know. Man, this is a lot of walking. 
I don't want to do this. There's not a whole lot of birds. Well, There's a I lot of walking together. How many how many cattails have we pounded together? Granted, you have like a little bit of a seems like a refuge over here by your house, but <laughs> you know it's like oh, oh I want to go, go pheasant hunting December. It is 31st. now it is now officially a refuge. <laughs> Can't hunt it. Oh, really? Oh, no, 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 they didn't sell it. She's just like. Oh. Hey, I should have come out and talked to you before. Yeah, that, we, that day we that, shot the last bird. We shot the last bird out of there, and no. she's like, "Hey, uh, we we don't want you to hunt back there anymore. You can hunt whatever you want, just not the pheasants." I was like, "Why? What? Who got in? Why? I shoot like twelve a year here. <laughs> what are you talking Dude, about? You're decimating the population. <laughs> you're decimating yeah, out, the grubber population. Out of the freaking two hundred of them, there's a lot. <laughs> Unbelievable. Was, was, he goes, "Hey, you want to come pheasant hunt by my house by Corcoran? I'm like, "Sure, why not? That'd be a great time." So roll up with Bentley and. What was it? Is that New Year's? Is that Christmas or uh, New Year's Eve? Mm-hmm. Or the day before? It was a day before close. Was playing footsie with me. That's me. Oh. I thought that was the. Uh, oh, might be, dude. That must be the shoes. <laughs> must be the shoes. Dude, it is. There it is. The yeah, I was there just playing are. footsie. I thought yeah. those were the cords. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely my foot. Not when cool, the cords cool, move cool, back. Cool. <laughs> Whoops. Um, yeah, and all of a sudden, this whole like like little grass patch of sticker bushes and. You know, walking through the pasture, that's always fun on the ankles. But On the poop pile. The poop and then pile. we walk down the hill and just... Lance's like, oh my God. <laughs> Everywhere. And it's like 10 minutes from my house. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. No well, more South then, Dakota. <clears throat> what the best part about that day was, there's this huge concrete ledge. Oh, God. And I'm like, Lance, you're going to yes. you're gonna stay there yes. and shoot the pigeons as they come out of this door. And he shoots a pigeon. And his dog just goes straight off this ledge. I mean, what is that? Like a 10, 10 12? Foot drop. Easy. Yeah. 10 foot drop. And there's Johnny like a, a bunch of like random rusty metal at the bottom. Oh. Missed and all of it somehow. <laughs> dog and he got like up and goes and gets the pigeon. I'm like, dude, how you jump 10 feet off of a ledge? <laughs> that shit was scary, running. man. That was terrifying. Like was the dog like, was just like, boom, 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 boom. Oh. And it's like, it's like a. Seabird go. It's like, what's oh, okay, that? Uh, the road runner. Yeah. Where they, like the crazy coyote. When the feet just fall off from under them. Over the cliff. And then they fall down. Yep. That was literally Bentley. Yep. Yep. Puff hmm. of snow. Sorry to hear about his passing, man. Yeah, that it was sucks. rough, man. Too That's young. Seven years old. old. Yeah, it was oh, January. Really? Yep. Seven. What kind of dog? Golden Retriever. Oh. The old uh, Swamp Collie, if you will. Swamp Collie. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> You've, heard Velcro dog. You've heard Velcro Dog. Yeah. Okay. Swamp Collie. That's funny. Draft Dog is another one. That's my dad uh, always called them. Draft dog. draft dog, yeah, draft dog. So you got a door that's got a leak under it. You know, you're in construction. You understand? Oh, okay. A little yeah. bit of a draft threshold. Mm. For whatever yeah. reason, I just went straight to the military. Yeah, I'm gonna sense. be honest. Well, I went straight to a semi truck and drafting behind it. <laughs> I don't weird. know why. Apparently, that's what the kids Isn't are doing these days. Well, the dog just hangs hangs <laughs> yeah, by dude. a rope and just drafts behind the semi. Here's that. This isn't Christmas <laughs> vacation. <laughs> yeah, there you <laughs> go, <laughs> guys. Come on, dude. I swear, though, if you do that, you're, you watch your gas mileage go boohoo. Yeah. If in a truck, I do. Yeah, if you draft behind a semi. It goes good or bad? Oh, it goes up so fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I need that in my Tundra. It's yeah, you do. Rough. You, you need to learn how to though. park your Tundra, bud. No, Cal told me where to park. <laughs> I, d- I didn't tell him how to park. You, you blocked the whole driveway. I told him, mm-hmm. I told him right here. He just pulled, he just pulled in sideways. Garage and I just pulled in. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know about you, but I pull in straight. Even Cal, Cal's got golf clubs in the back of his truck. Like, who would have thought that? I have golf. You have golf clubs too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I you do guys not. all golf? No. Jesus. No, we golf. With Connor last uh, it's a gentleman's <laughs> game, so I really understand why you don't do it. Yeah. It's you can't really, just be a. You like just can't be here. a brute. You know. Yeah. I just pound and no tundras <laughs> either. Bachelor party two week, couple weekends ago. That's all I we like. Literally 36 holes on a Saturday. It was 28 degrees up by Breezy Point. And we're out there in snow on the tee box golfing. Oh, dude. Oh wait, gosh. what course did you golf? 
Tell me you're at Craggins. I don't know, the green one. Tell me you're at Craggins. <laughs> <laughs> Two weekends ago? No, we, we were at Breezy Point. We golfed uh, okay. Traditions. Um, I had I didn't even golf Sunday. I could have. It was Deacons. Didn't do it. It was like I was golfed out after 36 holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There really wasn't that much drinking going on. So Sure. Yeah. Right. But no, it was uh, ice cold. <laughs> ice cold. Literally 28 degrees when we teed off in the tee box. That's so talk about golf. Felt like I was Super. swinging a sledgehammer. Yeah, I I'm not a golfer. I'm not very good. Proud of you. Say it again. I am not a golfer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You know when a round takes you four hours? Huh? It's when you're enjoying it. That's <laughs> what I do. Dude, four hour round eighteen. That's like average pace. You know when a round takes you six hours? Because that's how long it takes Connor. <laughs> okay. I was that's talking when, about nine. That's when you shouldn't be golfing anymore. We were just having fun. Oh yeah, we did play nine. It was four hours. Well, that's incredible. Four. Oh, it, um, uh, um, I remember thinking to myself, what am I still doing here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I watched Nate hit the ball 17 times up the fairway. Uh-huh. Let's put it this way. I didn't want to be the worst looking person on the course, so I went out and bought a pair of golf shoes. Really? Yeah. And golf pants, which, by the way, I will give it to, well, throw it under Armour's sponsor here. <laughs> they are the most comfortable pair of pants I've ever owned. Oh, yeah. Golf oh, pants. Yeah. Oh, I have you a should buy some Lululemons, bud. Oh God, Cal! You. Well, you're wearing the hay dudes. You're halfway there. That's no, what I'm know, saying, dude. You, you came impulse with the hay dudes, but it was an impulse buy. It, impulse don't buy. give me that. My Lululemon's not an impulse buy. buy. <laughs> yeah, it better not be. You no. have to think about those for a while. The hay dudes are probably just as much. Mm-mm. Fifty bucks or something. Fifty bucks, dude. Your pants are like one hundred sixty-eight dollars. Three thousand four hundred ninety-seven dollars. Most comfortable pair of pants I own. He sold his kidney to get one pair. Yeah. Just totally worth it. Totally I only needed one it. kidney, and I needed that pair of pants, <laughs> yeah. dude. That's why he's not drinking on the podcast anymore. I can't. I won't fit into those pants anymore. <laughs> yeah. One, one kidney. And only one kidney. It is what it is, dude. I know yeah. what you're saying, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> you remind me. You still have one kidney. <laughs> anyway. All right, man. So you started out hunting, mm-hmm. a lot of hunting when you were in college. What's the toughest place you feel like you've hunted? It had to be, I mean, I don't know, I think, and I have to read up on it again here, but I'm pretty sure the law is changing where at that time it was, if it was unposted, you, you could hunt it and it didn't matter. Like you didn't have to go get, I always made an effort, obviously to go get permission from the landowners where I could, or, you know, if they're in the same County um, that we're hunting. So just West of Grand Forks, but it was always a battle. Um, if you found a field that was just loaded and I hated hunting water so much out there, unless it was like the in-between all the local birds just got pounded to piss Nothing had come down from Canada yet. And then I would, uh, you know, then we'd switch over and shoot divers or something just to, you know, of course my class schedule is around that. So I'm going to go, I'm going hunting, keep hunting period. Yeah. I'm going hunting. Of I don't course. care if I'm jumping birds. I have no problem with that. Um, or actually setting up for, for some divers on some lakes, but it was getting to that field that, that feed like before anybody else. So a lot of times I slept in fields. I was that guy slept in the old S 10, bring the, uh, the S 10. Yeah. Yeah. Oh the, uh, the laptop, you know, old HP we'd bring uh, entourage was big at that time. So again, oh, you you kids. Go. What a fantastic <laughs> show. So I'd bring the whole DVD set. And you guys know what DVDs are? Sleep in the truck, uh, in the field, set up the decoys and, um, wake up and just kill birds. But one time it was, uh, this field was loaded and it was completely unposted. So we got there. We didn't sleep in the field. We got there at probably two in the morning though. 
and we were almost set up already with our blinds and all of our decoys. It was opening day. Keep in mind of, of the, the resident opener. So beauty of being a student there is you get resident license, you get hunt the whole season. Yep. Again, the reason I went to school. Yep. Let's go, let's go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sure enough, we just see these lights just bobbing through the field coming. It was oh, like shit. two hours after we pretty much had everything set up. At this point, we're just putting the finishing touches on our blinds and, um, you know, grassing them in. And these guys pull up. I'm like, what are you guys doing here? I'm like, um, <laughs> what does it look like? <laughs> what do you think? Bro? I got <laughs> 400 decoys in the field. See the keg back there? I guess we're, no, we're, we're hunting, mm-hmm. clearly. This field's posted. It's like, no. Nah. No, it's not. Like I drove around circles around this whole section. This is not, there's not one posted sign on this. He goes, yeah, well, we know the owner. I go, oh, you mean Skip? <laughs> like, I knew, actually knew the landowner. Mm-hmm. It was unposted and he didn't care who wanted it, but I did talk to him the night before. He goes, no, it's not Skip. Like, yeah, it's Skip. And um, this is before on X, keep in mind. Right. right. <laughs> so we didn't have that. We didn't have, yeah. Yeah. not that. Um, it was a map book and uh, get to know the landowners that way. But anyway, they, we just, put the poker face on and they just finally drove up, but they still set up in the exact same field. Oh uh, but yeah. God. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. About a hundred yards from us. And of course we were, we were on the X and like, this is, a, it was crazy because we had birds dumping in. There was completely bluebird day, but they were just tornadoing on top of us. And these guys, they, they got their birds too, the leftovers, the scratch. Sure. But, <laughs> but we lived <laughs> out in like 45 minutes with five guys and it was done mm-hmm. on ducks and honkers, but it was crazy. So that was, those situations are always tough. Like just getting to a field and always just that, I don't know, that anxiety of getting up in the morning if you weren't sleeping in the field, just hoping that somebody else wasn't in that field. That was mm-hmm. always the, and I know everybody deals with it today too, and it's very yeah. competitive and I'd say even more so now than when I was there because there weren't that many people at the university. There, there was hardcore people and then there was just the everyday guys, but, you know, not a lot of people invested the time into scouting like we did or the, you know, we had a, my truck was the, the truck that we'd pull the trailer off for the decoys. Oh, my God. We had my, buddy, my buddy's Intrepid. We called it the Intrepidable because we could, you know, drive down these minimum maintenance roads. It's like, is it Intrepidable? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't want to get pulled out again because we got stuck so many times in this car. I'm like, you need new tires. Just anything or just no ground, you know, low ground clearance, everything. <laughs> that was our scouting vehicle because we were so poor in college, we didn't have any money to pay for gas. So we had to like, let's take your car that gets 25 miles a gallon, my S10, pulling this little shitty decoy trailer that I, you know, cobbled together and got a few Avery's in it, you know, 27 full bodies. I think we use most of the time. Oh yeah. Um, that was before silos were a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think the cool people were using, weren't using them yet. I don't know. They're true. There's people that had silos. I'm like, how do those things even work? I'm like, gotta have full bodies. That's the other thing too, is everything was full bodies back then. You know, had to have fully flocked heads, had to have this. And then all of a sudden I had my own buddy that he, he was in Fargo. I should say a buddy now that I never hunted with until probably our, our wives went to school together, but he's been using silos since like Oh two. And I don't even know what brand they were. He finally, he did get dive bombs. He did. He ordered like, 10 dozen last year. Yeah. It's like, I got to re up my supply here. Mine are looking pretty rough. They're all busted and cracked. And they're probably they, like real geese or outlaws or something. I'll have to ask him. He did still have, got them. Did he they have plastic steaks or there wood, but I think he might've made oh. them. And I remember where we did hunt up by Fargo a couple years ago. We're pheasant hunting. Then we did get, he had permission on a field up by Fargo and we did, um, we had, a, it was frozen. So we drilled in the wood stakes and oh. a big drill. Oh, to get yeah. them in. <laughs> so what we had, man. Yikes. Still got the old, uh, Avery finisher, the, the zinc finisher blind too, and it's still in great shape, still rocking. Screw that. Dude, that's how you have back problems. I think it's great. Oh, sure. No, that was always the uh, the ground force had the 
that was the one that I didn't like because I always had a bar in my back. Dude, before I started using Tangle Free layouts, that's my back has hurt every time I've layout hunted. It hurt so bad that I didn't want to field hunt ever until I got a different blind. Yeah, but Cal doesn't want to walk pheasant hunting, so like, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> when, dude. Also, I I'm going to be honest. on the water. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember saying that, <laughs> but if I did, I'm going to double down on it. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. That shit sucks. Just own it. And you know it's, it's like fun every once in a while. You know you're gonna go out and shoot one pheasant. Go, you gotta walk no. four miles and like. That's yeah, why you get a you dog. Right. Good. Not if you do it right. Scout, scout, scout. Same as duck hunting. Yeah, I'm don't not just going go out, aimlessly so. walk through a CRP field. Don't go aimlessly walk through uh, a cattail slough that you Some don't know dead do. birds. Some people do that. That's fine, but that's wasted energy. I mean, I'm good. I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to I scout. mean, if you wear Lululemons, you'd probably be comfortable, at least, while you're walking and <laughs> That's sweating. That's actually... Mm, I should maybe do try they have a Do they have a brush pant? <laughs> they might, actually. The Lululemon brush pant. I don't know, actually. That's a good idea. That's a good question. Their, what, their pants are so expensive that they probably would hold up to it anyway, though. Quality what if, like, there. a... What's the threat yeah, the quality is there. 7,000? 10,000, probably. 10,000, okay. What yeah. if, like, a high brand like that that's, you know, in modern culture started coming out with like hunting clothing. Do you think so that that would work? I think that Patagonia does have a, I think it's Patagonia <laughs> has a brush pant, but they don't call it hunting pant. They well, call it. I mean, that's that kind makes of like, sense though, because Patagonia is like an outdoor, it's an outdoor company. brand, but they don't market it towards hunters at all, but it's they like, they don't yeah. what it is. It's yeah. like, it's, that's kind of like what Filson has done with some of their stuff. Cause there what? was a guy, there's a guy I work with, um, who is, you know, definitely nowhere close to hunting. And he like has a Filson hat. Yeah, but that's because Filson's a legacy brand. It's like Red Wing boots. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you see a lot yeah. of like fake carpenters wearing Red Wing boots. Yep. You know the wedge. <laughs> the wedge. Been a carpenter yeah. for three years, and he's already calling other people fake carpenters. Hey, bud. Five <laughs> years. Well, these days, if you can swing a hammer, you're considered a carpenter. Can you read a tape? Kinda. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, everyone's hiring. I know. Wow, dude. Picked yeah, up, let's, uh, up let's see from you motherfuckers on a job site. <laughs> yeah, here's the wait. I got offered a job today. <laughs> Joey will be fine. I worked at Green Mill all through college, so I <laughs> Green Mill, right? Takeout. And, and you I should get delivery. some Red Wings, too. No, but I got I picked up. I had takeout because I knew I was having the podcast. I'm like, I'm not going to have time to cook. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get some chicken wings. So mm. I did. And they said, they, they said I, I told them I used to work in the one in Grand Forks. And they're like, oh, it's great. You want to work here? I'm like, what? Like, I used My to do God. delivery. Like, we're hiring for everything. Like, that sounds like that's really bad right now. People are just trying to get, they can't find anybody to work. Oh, I'm yeah. like, well, now I can do part-time sound yeah. here. The reason for that. time green milk. <laughs> <laughs> the reason for that is because of what you said, where, like, you guys think you're carpenters, and you're going to show up, and, like, can you read a tape a little bit, you know? Those guys are gone in, like, six minutes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, There's a lot guys, of those guys out there. Are Like, are you guys need employees? Hiring Connor's like, like, are you looking for no, uh, no, definitely not. I mean, <laughs> but like, it seems like everybody's looking for employees yeah, right now. I mean, we're um, you know, so Starkey as a whole, so Soundgear is a, a brand of Starkey. So Starkey's our our uh, core business, hearing aids, and then Soundgear is the brand that I manage. But um, you know, yes, we have been hiring. The pandemic was was rough last year for a lot of companies, including yeah. the hearing aid industry. With um, most of our offices are or uh, audiologists and hearing professionals that we work with all over the country that do. Not only fittings. our hearing aid sales, but the fittings for the custom products and, and the sound gear products as well um, were shut down due to restrictions, whether they did it by choice or by, you know, mandated by the government to do so. So, and that was global and we're a global company with, you know, 26 facilities all over the world for the hearing aid side of the business. And it, yeah, it was, it was brutal the months of, um, you know, April, May, June, and then, you know, started to pull out of it and end of June, July, August. So, I mean, okay. now we've been hiring, you know, like 
like crazy. I feel like it's, you know, we're doing well and we're strong as a, as a company and it's good because like you said, last year was a challenge for, for a lot of people and, mm -hmm. um, specific to, uh, <coughs> to the hearing aid industry. It was, it was rough on, on all manufacturers and then sound gear. And like you said, if you can't go in and get an impression taken or are too afraid to go get an impression taken. Um, and what is ear. an impression for everyone listening? For everyone that's listening, an impression is a mold of your ear um, that a, a hearing professional would take um, that we would in turn take and, and use our 3D scanning software, scan it into our system, do 3D printing to custom make our sound gear products for your ear um, specifically so that you know we can ensure proper fit. So you'd have to go in and do in-person fittings, but again, with most of the offices being closed down, it was a struggle for sure. Um, for a lot yeah. of people so yeah hmm. we're doing good though do ear qu quick question about ears do they change yes yeah <laughs> i knew you were gonna ask that um yes uh they they do change over time um as you get older i would say that unless there's a dramatic increase or decrease and i'm not an audiologist and you know take yeah yeah take disclaimer, say, blah, disclaimer blah 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 but you know your ears really don't change a ton you know from the time i would say you're 16 18 years old until you're likely in your upper 40s but that can change too if you have you know surgery in your ear or a dramatic increase or decrease in in weight um okay. loss um why'd you look at cal because he lost a bunch of weight looks oh great. i thought you were gonna say he gained is. a bunch of weight no because his ear could change because i know we fit him with a sound gear and i actually want to take a look at him to see how they're fitting these days because he did lose a lot of weight he looks great they uh they yeah. were great now say thank you no, thank you, bro. I appreciate that. <laughs> My I mean, God. Twice just gave you a hell of a compliment. You're like, okay, so anyway. Well, he also asked me a question, kind of. Yeah. If my what? hearing, that's what I was going to answer. I'll just. So, no. I'll keep it no, simple. No, no you know what? I, forward. you know, no. I appreciate you, Joey, <laughs> for minding my manners. Well, I just don't want to make Lance feel uncomfortable. No, I here. get that. I get okay. it. He's going to feel uncomfortable because Lance is my friend. You're here. <laughs> Lance and is my friend. it's very uncomfortable I've, to be around you. I'm uncomfortable with since this. I drove into the driveway. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, kind of weird. The minute he parked his truck wrong, it's been fucking bad, dude. <laughs> and that's your opinion. You know, I didn't park it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I was just gonna people. say. Sorry. How no, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How they felt? Yeah. Shut up. Oh God. <laughs> no, uh, I I will say they felt fine when I was losing weight, but then I guess like I just tried them on like a week ago. Yeah. And they were, they didn't feel right, man. Yeah. That's probably like they why. They feel weird. So that's one thing to keep in mind for your listeners out there is like, if you do have, you know, number one, fit is everything. So you got to make sure your um, devices fit properly. They seal properly. That's how you're going to get the protection value of the devices. Um, but if you do notice a change, you know, whether you, you do lose a lot, you know, things can change over time. So just being conscious after you get the product that, you know, keep an eye on it, make sure that they're fitting the way they should. And if they're not, you can always do a, a remake and, and we can make them, um, remake the shell, the custom part, yeah. make them tighter. That's Which good. is, again, that's the most important part is the, the fit. The amplification, obviously. If, now we can take a deep dive into sound gear if we want at some point. But <laughs> good transition, right, guys? Um, <laughs> yeah, let's make this natural. The amplification, obviously, is there to uh, to give you environmental awareness. You can you know hear the things you need to hear, whether it's you know if you're duck hunting or, you know my case, more so lately, um, pheasant hunting. Took <laughs> you know. Joey on a great duck hunt last year, though. I don't think I'll ever forget that one. No, yeah. Um, but uh, obviously, you, you want to have the amplification so you can communicate with your buddies. And it's a, really, it's a safety thing, too. you got to have situational awareness. But if, most importantly, you want to protect your hearing, too. Dude, what's better about the Phantoms? <laughs> the Phantoms. They, uh, uh, For those of you who don't know, the Phantoms are the new, the new sound custom gear. Yep. sound gear 
Yep. So the fandoms. And they're not available right now because of a reason, because of a lot of reasons. Uh, but one, they will be very soon. Main, main reason is uh, is the supply issue. So we're still dealing with some COVID-related supply issues, and it's been a challenge to get them back on the market here. They we launched them last October. Um, people love them. They're great. Um, the main difference between those and like our other products. So we have the the world's first custom, um, you know, Bluetooth rechargeable, completely Bluetooth. wireless Bluetooth. Yes, um, hearing protection enhancement devices on the market. So damn, that is the. Um, so you can connect them to your phone. You can connect them right to your phone. So you can listen to music. So you can listen to music if you wow. want. I do turn my Bluetooth feature off when I am hunting because I don't want to take a phone call. Yeah. Um, but if you want to... Do they have mics on them? They have mics on them as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Isn't so. that crazy, bro? <laughs> so I take, know. So take our existing SoundGear products that amplify sound and yeah, yeah. the replaceable batteries. Now add rechargeability with a lithium-ion. Bluetooth capability for streaming yeah. music. This podcast, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, so I wear mine to the gym, you know, every day. So that's, that's my, my go-to. So instead of having AirPods or something like that, I wear my yeah. phantoms to the, to the gym and I, wow. and I can wear them traveling. You can wear them on the plane. Same, same place you'd wear a regular set of, um, you know, consumer electronic headphones that are Bluetooth. You'd wear the phantoms. Yeah. And then you can also wear them while you're hunting, shooting, um, you know, any noisy environment as well. Cause that's you awesome. can have the ability to turn the mics <coughs> on or off as well. So you can, you know, stream starts. The, mu- the mics obviously, or the, we designed them, so the microphones obviously, or they uh, immediately mute, so it blocks out all background noise, but you have the ability to go into um, into the devices and actually turn the wow. volume back up on the microphone. So you can have situational awareness and streaming. So That's impressive for how small they are. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of um, technology, technology in there. Yeah, yeah. we spent, uh, so Starkey, again, that's one of the benefits of working for the largest hearing aid manufacturer in the United States. Um, there's basically five hearing aid manufacturers in the world that control 98% of the hearing aid market and we're the, the largest in the U.S. Um, and the only privately held hearing aid manufacturer in the world as well. Everybody else is a, is a public company. But we're known for our custom products. That's what Starkey built its reputation on. Um, that's transition transitioned into sound gear because we obviously make, they're coming off the same line that our hearing aids are. Different different designs, different wax templates as far as how they're supposed to fit. Obviously we want a tighter fit than, than what a hearing aid is. Um, but the investments we made on the hearing aid side, um, I get to take advantage of. So the technology that's in our hearing aids that we have, and these are technically hearing aids as well, um, is that I get to benefit from that technology. So yeah. Yeah. same, you know, devices that are being sold out to to our audiologists and hearing professionals all over the country and world for that matter, um, I'm able to utilize that and put it into a product that that's legit really kicks ass. How much are they? Uh, they retail at thirteen ninety nine a pair. Um, how much? Thirteen ninety nine a pair. Oof. <laughs> do you guys offer financing? Yeah, we do. There you go. Um, nice. But if you take a look at what else is out there, um, as far as price point, so counter that, Joey. The technology that we got in these devices with uh, the pricing that's out there today on other products, um, we've got a lot more invested and a lot more technology in these, and I can say that confidently. Um, yeah. They're like, I gotta get, I gotta give you shit. That's fine. <laughs> because when we, when hey, we put sound gear on our YouTube, people are like, oh my God, $1,200, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, can you put a price on your hearing? You no. can't. So it's either that or you, you know, every three to five years, you're spending $5,000 on hearing aids. And that's the reality of the situation. You know, me, I have yep. hearing loss from not wearing hearing protection at all in North Dakota when I was in school there. <laughs> I actually, I'll, I'll never forget because my buddy uh, that I hunted with at the time wore a set of muffs. 
I don't know what brand they were at that time. And you gave him so much shit. I gave shit. him so much shit. I'm like, well, you can't handle a few gunshots, a little ringing. You know, little did I know, like, <laughs> as I'm shooting cases of ammo. <laughs> and not just me, of course. Everybody else around me. Um, yeah. You know, what I was doing to myself. And then you start working for a hearing aid company, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, what was I thinking? Yeah, mm-hmm. Joey's ears ring permanently. Yeah. That's not true, actually. But, <laughs> no, I just... I- <laughs> <laughs> Like highway noises, <laughs> it's just highway hums. No, uh, my my deal, millennials and younger, mm-hmm. I have a really hard time hearing what they say. I've found out that I can hear anyone over the age of thirty. Anyone, Whoa. anyone That's over the age of thirty. Selective hearing, bro. No, it's not selective because they they talk like That's this all the time. They don't even open their mouth when they fucking talk, and it's like, oh my god, open your mouth and stop <laughs> mumbling. Do they know how to communicate though anymore? No, dude, they can text you if you want. Oh, it's great. Snapchat, yeah. I've watched that. I've watched like two people sitting next to each other, like not that far away, and they're texting each other instead of talking. It's like, all right, guys, come on. Yeah. Well, I do that too. But like when I'm You're doing it when, to me right now. Like <laughs> when I'm not supposed to like if I'm gonna talk shit about you and I'm gonna talk to Cal about it and be like, This guy's such an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Probably is texting me. Like, why is this guy rambling on for no reason at all? I just yeah. sent you yep, a text. He did just say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I figured, yep. I just I just texted you. No, are you are you more of a duck guy or a goose guy? You're a duck guy. Duck guy. Um, I did love killing honkers early season, and then after that, I always switched. To, I couldn't get enough of the green heads and pintails. Yeah. Why? Why do you think it's so much better? Because I have this debate with so many people. I, I don't know if it's better. It's just that. I mean, a typical year you can shoot more, right? Right. So, right. Do you early think it season, you better? Shoot a lot. You know, I. That's Dude, he debate. makes a mean batch of jerky, bud. Dude, it's, <laughs> I told you. Got my wife. Out I was going <laughs> like, yeah. to say good enough to get good his jerky. Wife. It's not because of me. No way. Uh, it's the jerky. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I honestly I have a hard time telling the difference between if I'm depends on how I'm making them. Hmm. And what's I your favorite to, way to make them? What's my favorite way to make them? Yeah. I used to uh, slice them thin, marinate them in honey teriyaki, and then put them on the Weber. Hmm. Slice them thin though, and then cook them quick, but still has to be pink in the middle. So oh. like really fast, real quick, like a sear. Yeah. And I had mixture. I mean, I'd, every way you could stir fry. I, do, so I had good, to eat though. it because I had so many of them. I just had to constantly yeah. crush ducks and geese. And I feel bad for anybody that lived with me. Dude, remember when Brandon made us that goose jerky? Mm, when we went to your boat. Oh, yeah. That was so good. I don't remember him making it. Oh, not. No, you know what? He made stir fry. Mm. That was mm-hmm. that was good, though. We made pepper sticks a lot, though, too. So, like, my we make all of our own, process all of our own deer and pheasants and, or, you know, make. Duck sticks, essentially. It didn't matter if it was... I'd mix ducks, geese, everything together. Try to get as much of the shot out of them as I could. Right. And then Dude. just grind them up and make uh, pepper jack, you know, hot sticks. Those are really nice. good. Well, good way to get rid of them quick. I mean, <coughs> like I said, I, I can only eat so much duck, and I love shooting them. I eat them. Oh, yeah. It's not like I'm going, you know, got to really go for some duck tonight. Yeah. Oh, no, really? That, you do that? I could. Oh, my God. I, I do love that, duck. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell ducked. you what, though. Judy, That's Joey's good. stepmom... Dude, mean duck. She crushes duck and geese. Yeah. She it's unbelievable. Remember, dude, her. remember when she made like duck crostini? Yeah. Oh, dude, she can make I anything taste good. I it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you can take her away from my dad and everything. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rap will kill you, bud, but it's fine. Hey, son. <laughs> no, you got to get out there, actually. Yeah, so you got to come to Joey's cabin in Wisconsin, dude. <laughs> no, no it's, northern it's, Illinois. It's good duck hunting. You never know what you're going to shoot. Somewhere honestly. down by Winona, right? <laughs> yeah. Near the Mississippi. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, we'll go close, there. yeah. 
Yeah, we don't talk too much about that. <laughs> That's fine. But definitely got the invite, and I've definitely not made the trip, unfortunately. But I'm. Well, you barely made it here tonight. Yeah. I told you, the only reason I came tonight is because Cal called me and reminded me I was picking my kid up from daycare. Mm-hmm. Where was my call from you, Joey? I was he was 100%. on 2%, dude. Yeah. I, I was up on a 35 foot on roof. Two, what kind of crazy person is on 2% of their battery? Joey's on 2% every day, all day. Well, yeah. dude, I was just cranking Frank Sinatra all day today. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I jam to Frank. That's oh, what he listens to when he works, man. So mm-hmm. ordered. You know, every, everyone's like, let's get amped. Let's listen to Drake. Let's listen to Drake. Andy Mineo, you know. Hey, no. don't you fucking say that about Drake, dude. Oh, <laughs> Cal gets all on his feels about I Drake. I bad, dude. <laughs> That's how you know I'm a Drake guy. I get feeling my emotions really fast. Cal's very emotional, though. Yeah. And I you think it's because of Drake. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Every time he has a new album, he cries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I cry about Several a lot times. of <laughs> You know, like the world's biggest Toronto Raptors <laughs> fan or something. Me? No, Drake. Oh, Drake? Well, he's from Toronto, so. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I, can't, sure. I can't honestly name one song. He's actually nice. not because this is not. You guys don't care about sports. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a sports team, right? The Raptors? Raptors? Yeah. I think they play, like, pickleball? No, you know they play <laughs> basketball, bud. <laughs> I would actually don't. watch professional pickleball. <laughs> no, you wouldn't, Let's Joey. do it. It's so intense. Let's do it. Have you ever played pickleball? Yes, I've played pickleball. Have you? No. Oh, dude. Have you played pickleball. Dude, it is so hard. Bro, my wife's or, sorry. My brother's wife's family is obsessed yeah. with oh, pickleball. Yeah, yeah. They play they play pickleball every week. Really? Like they're like pick up game of pickleball on Saturday. Like the family's playing. They had pickleball. it in their driveway. Like it's they had the lines drawn out. Hardcore. Holy cow. What's the uh objective of pickleball? It's like tennis. Considered a racket. But there's more sport. rules. It's yeah, like yep. for people that can't play real sports. Okay. They play that. So you're good at that then? You can play it when yeah. you're 80. Yeah, there was a guy that the athlete, I helped. The athletes in the room, what would you rather play besides pickleball? Volley, Every other volleyball. sport. Yeah. Every other sport. Volleyball, soccer, yeah, volleyball. golf. Yeah. I am the best athlete in this room, so you're, if you're not talking to me, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I met a guy. You got that, that Hershey bar vertical, don't you? <laughs> Jump up so high, you can just slide a Hershey bar underneath that sucker. Hey, dude. <laughs> dude, I love that. <laughs> I met a guy who was 97, and he was the... Uh, Lance, world, world get your champion. shit and get out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just making it too easy. He was the world champion for pickleball over the age of seventy. He was ninety-seven. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yikes. So one of my can, dad's engineers, he's like eighty-four. Yeah, he crushes it at pickleball. He's the champion of his league. I like yeah. badminton. Love badminton. Oh, whatever. Here's I, the thing: oh like when gosh, I'm eighty-five, I, I might be in a so much. little shuttlecock. Oh it's my gosh! Funny. Pickleball and golf. Dude, if you play with kids who are athletic, like the thing is, I was playing against my aunts. They're both in their fifties, sixties, whatever. Um, and they were whooping your oh, ass, whooping my ass. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? After the third game, I understood it, and then I started whooping their ass. What was the, you <laughs> know? what was the strategy? That so, ass. like, uh, you know how you can get close to the net in tennis? There's this thing called the kitchen. It's like a ten foot section mm-hmm. before the net. If you go into that and hit the ball, it's their point. So it's like a lot of strategy on like where you are. Like positioned on the court, hmm. it's very intense. So duck hunting, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, basically make that transition. Yeah, <laughs> nice job. He should just be a host. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Let's steer the conversation here. You guys. know what, dude? Yeah, and we'll just leave Lance. You just run the podcast. I don't. You don't want that to happen. No, it'll be. It'll be literally Kids like screaming in the background. You know, three year old. No, just every week. Just a full this weekend. Hour this weekend's a big weekend, hearing. guys. Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. He's oh, got yeah. any fun plans? Guess what I'm doing? Fishing? No. What? Babysitting? Coaching Little League Baseball? 
breaking down and potty training a three-year-old. Yeah. That's what my life has turned into. <laughs> Not complaining. Love my boys. But. How many you got? Two. Easton and Brooks. He just had a second one. Yeah, Brooks is 12 weeks. Oh, March wow. 5th. What does that put him at? Yeah. But I don't Let's know. just say a He's month a baby. three weeks. Yeah. He's, He's a baby. <laughs> He's a baby. He's a baby and completely helpless. <laughs> Have to feed him. <laughs> I guess you're like annoyed. You're like, oh God, no, you can't it. eat by yourself yet. Yeah, some you get to, fucking applesauce. It's, it's actual huh? real thought. <laughs> like I'm not kidding. Like you get ask Wade. He's got a couple 13, 14 kids by now, doesn't he? Yeah, dude. Wade's on the road 900 days a year. His yeah, wife, his wife is a saint. I don't Randy. know how. Yeah, saint. Yeah. Wade, if you're listening, your wife is a saint, and I know you cherish that. Yeah. No. Um. Oh, it wasn't, it's not connected. <laughs> oh, gonna, I'm like, what is going on right now? I, I was just going to give you a, a little selection into my day, my working. Okay. It's for the only one I see. That's hot, dude. Yep. Dude, I just. Blasting it in the car. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need another one, driving, bud. Yeah, driving him to drink. Driving I'm gonna be honest. I love Frank Sinatra, so I'm in. I'm not opposed to it, dude. He's it's good music. He's the better crooner. Than, it's better than Drake. He's a cr- thank you. He he's truly better musically. I'm gonna be honest. That might be true, but I still love Drake. That's how much I love Frank. Sinatra. I like Drake, but Frank is so, better. Did you guys ever have? Um, again, I'm gonna go back to now. We're, we're gonna take CDs. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Walk did, you, did you ever have the uh, the duck hunting pregame? CD that you put together and burned yourself. Nah, because I had a duck, a couple duck hunting pregame CDs that we listened to. Give me one song on there. I don't even remember. I still have the CDs though. Really? Oh yeah. Well, next time we duck hunt together, we're slapping that in. Yeah, yeah, my truck still does. I've become so (laughs) numb. That's one of them. Feel you there. <laughs> Connor, Connor, that's like Connor's theme song. So oh that was like, cl- that was classic. That was dude, good, dude. Yeah, I can't so believe you nice. picked that one out of nowhere. It's like, oh man, that was yes. so good. That was the perfect song. It's actually, it's actually track number one. <laughs> what about this one? Uh, headstrong. Headstrong <laughs> to take you on. Headstrong to oh take my on gosh. anyone. When I made the like the skateboarding <laughs> videos when I was like in sixth grade, first started running a video camera, that's what I would make the song to. Is hey, because I thought I was, was definitely a part of ever. those videos. I'm gonna be honest though, uh, it's actually really funny that you sang that song because like three days ago it came on 93x, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Phil, my coworker, he's like. Listen to his lyrics. He's like, doesn't even make sense. <laughs> he's like, headstrong to take you on, headstrong to take on anyone. <laughs> I know that you are wrong, and this is not what you've become. It's like, dude, those words mean nothing. Yep. Do you guys remember uh, Good Charlotte? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that their songs were talking about their dicks half the time. (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's like, shake it once, that's fine. (laughs) Shake it twice, that's okay. Shake it Were you an emo fan? You loved emo. (laughs) Dude, I just, I skateboarded, and I I played. You listened to emo and cried? I guess. No, I never cried. Don't. Shut up, Lance. These are the first three songs on your playlist, aren't they? (laughs) We're going to check. This is a challenge. Yeah, he's like, who wants Grease? (laughs) 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 What are we going to, what are they? Dude. What's what is it going to be? You got to put Grease on this. All right, 10 bucks. And you guys got to just give me three songs that you think's on it. Three Days Grace. That's definitely no, not that's not too hardcore. Creed. Creed. What year was this? What year did this come out? Or what? What year is this? This mix come out? Oh five, oh six. Ooh, you a rap guy? Some, some just 
crushers back there's then. probably some chingy right there on there <laughs> chingy could be on there ti probably yep. yeah ti mm. a little ti oh yeah the game ti oh a little fitty i'm guessing chingy's <laughs> on it oh 50 cent in the club is definitely <laughs> on there <laughs> a strong possibility oh it's on there bud. but again i'm not saying anything because we gotta put grease on it i'll put 10 bucks 50 cents on that album okay i wanna i want the people listening to this if you're still listening to this to uh <laughs> <laughs> to put in your your duck hunting anthems and message us on it yes. i can't be the and only will, one that had you, something and we will right? make a spotify playlist maybe for everyone one. to listen to Not that much yes of a nerd. dude we're gonna put it together. We're gonna put the Flyways the fan. Mallard Smasher playlist. <laughs> yes. No. Just an echo video of a YouTube mix. <laughs> mallard Smashers. Ma- mallard, 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 Smash, Smashers, Smash, Smashers. Dude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this I'm trying is... to figure out a way to incorporate Mergs, but oh. Okay. Can't oh I can't god. think of anything. Oh my god! No, okay. Nothing really so goes with it. So, um, everyone on the podcast has already heard about it, and if you have Instagram, I'm sure you've seen a couple pictures of this hunt. But that that hunt that Wade and I went on in northern northwestern Minnesota, where we just <coughs> Wisconsin cranked <laughs> yeah. divers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say the town, dude. <laughs> Don't do it, <laughs> bud. It's um, a private lake. We're fine. No, where we went into like a time machine and got into these blinds that were made in 1989. Got a two-hour heads up. Hey, guys, come on out. And we're like, we just got done on a seven-day bender in North Dakota. Of hunting? Yeah. Oh, okay. And we're here doing a podcast, and you texted me, and I'm like, oh, no. It was like two-and-a-half-hour drive. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Let's go. I mean, you don't say let's go unless it's let's yeah. go. And mm-hmm. and you were right. Again, with kids, you got to plan your hunts accordingly, and that was on a whim. Got to like cash them in. Got to go. Got to go, and you know it's going to be good. It was such a fun day, dude. We crushed them. I, I the probably one of my favorite things was shooting a twenty gauge throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you always shoot your sixteen gauge. Love my sixteen gauge. Sweet sixteen. Love the sweet sixteen. I You're probably that. the only one that can get ammo right now, too. I have it. I did stock up. Yeah. Got some. Uh, well, you're shooting boss up there. Yeah, I had boss up there. That stuff crushed. And then I had some uh, some blue box federals too. I think as well. I got some of those Prairie Storm Federal um, 16 gauge, like 14, 25 a second ounce and an eighth, I think they are. Oof, duh. They're just meat seekers for pheasants. Just and meat seekers. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Or 16 was, uh, gauge purple shells. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 16 and 28 <laughs> when I first is like. Got, when I first got the, the Boss ones I shot out of it, they were, I don't know if they didn't have the purple hulls yet or the first round, the first hundred I bought from them. Um, where they had red hulls, so that was tricky and a little dicey. Just cause well, yeah, because they will 12, fit in a twelve gauge. Shit, shoot, uh, shoot twelve gauge a fair amount. Because they will fit in a twelve gauge. But I made sure I just kept them in that, that bag. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just bring one gun. Do you remember? Purple. Do you remember that on that hunt where we we let that first flock of cans go, mm-hmm. and and then uh, they weren't like close enough or something. And they were just buzzing through our decoys, and I don't know why anyone didn't call the shot. And I'm just like on the far right blind by myself, mm-hmm. cold as shit. At the have the wind in my mouth. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't pick that blind. Cold as sh- just cold as I'll get out. And I didn't <laughs> even have like a shield from the wind either. No. And Poor baby, uh, what are you? And I'm do? watching all these cans just go <laughs> bye bye, and I'm like, fuck this, no one's shooting. And I just cranked one, and you guys are like, why did you shoot? They're gonna come back. And then it's perfect. Drake just yeah. drops, and you're like. 
Okay. I think I was actually well, one that yelled. I'm like, why the hell did you shoot? Mm-hmm. But then it didn't matter because I think we had like. Mm, they I don't came know, right back well, in. Well, there's those, but then there was like 15 other flocks, like 10, 12, that came through, and we had like our limited cans in no time. So it didn't. No, three flocks, we had our limited cans. It was over. Big bull cans. God, those are huge. And then shot the golden eyes. I, shot. We didn't shoot gold. No, I shot that the next weekend. Yeah. Fuck you. No, it was beautiful. <laughs> I still got to bring it. I got that, and I shot a nice hen. I got to get it mounted. Mm. Well, Just I'm still it. getting that can mounted. I would too, even though yeah. you poached it off the right side. Well, do, well you're like called the shot. You're like, well, I guess, I guess it's okay because you only took one shot. Yeah, that was like your big thing. I just beamed this thing. He's like, well, you did shoot a Drake, and it was only with one shot. So I did I'll shoot those bluebells though too, the the lesser and greater. Yeah, scop. Yeah, um, that one that was just sky high. So I will give a testament. To just I could not believe that thing dropped, but it just <laughs> folded. It was right over our heads. I'm like, well. They're not coming back. Mm-hmm. Done. And just smash. Yeah. That was fun. That fun. Like, that was that's one of those. last duck hunt, too. That was, yeah. Uh, no, second to the last, because he went, we went again the next weekend. But Yeah. He didn't do too hot that day. No, oh, because he wasn't doing so hot at that time. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Brain tumor. So. <sighs> that sucks. That makes so much sense, though. Mm-hmm. When he was eating the ducks, and it's like he's never yeah. done that ever in his life. No, he's just ripping <laughs> apart beautiful mounter divers. And Lance's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. That makes so much sense. Like I couldn't get, I knew something was wrong. So like I, I was mad at him, but I couldn't stay mad at him because I knew. Yeah. He was on, you know, prednisone and some other stuff. Don't need to go down that story. But yeah, it was just, I knew he wasn't the same, but because the previous three years he was just stellar and it was just, it was sad to still got hunting with him all year though. Yeah. Made it through the hunting season. Still say he did that for me. I don't know. I'm sure. Makes me want to go home and hug my dog. You should do it because yeah. man, Makes it hard to want to get another. You know, want another dog. Obviously, everybody. You make that decision. You just know at some point you're gonna have to come to that day, and it's tough. No problem admitting that was a heave sob for yeah. a week. Yeah, but it was before I had kids. It was before I usually it was my buddy. So well, it was you and your right. wife's first kid. Yeah, you know, before we were even married or yeah. engaged, even for that matter, we got him. I think that was her trick. There you go. Let's get a dog. Yep. <laughs> it's like. Okay, what could go wrong? No. Uh, ring. Ring was an act. No. Hey, oh, Jerky. Go down dog. Go down that ring. Story. Really pissed my wife off. So those, yeah. Um, <laughs> showed up. So I hadn't got engaged. Been dating for like five years, at least five and a half. Instead of buying her a ring, I showed up with a Lund. <laughs> boat. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, perfect. Brought her outside thinking it was no big deal. I'm like, hey, come check it out. I got a surprise for you. And was, you know, Here's my nice red Lund that I got sitting outside. I'm like, are you pumped? And, like, she turned around and just walked away. <laughs> and, like, forever that boat was tainted. I kept it for a year. I never sold my other boat, and I just ended up just dumping it. And I'm like, I can't hold on to this boat anymore because I got to go buy it. Number one, I got to go buy a ring. Number two, <laughs> like, this has just got bad juju all <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. Yep. Um, so, Dude. So don't do that. For those of you listening, don't go buy it. If you think you're going to marry her, you're committed, don't buy a boat before you buy a ring. Or... Something done, you know. Unless it's a really good deal. You can hide the shotgun. <laughs> you can it's easier to hide a shotgun than a boat. Okay, guys, go buy a shotgun that you want. Can't hide a boat. There's no escaping mm, it. Yeah. Or if you I tried do, to hide a new locator for my boat too. It was hummingbird. I bought it. Because that looks new. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, like it's not. Year. I've had it for a long time. I borrowed it too, buddy. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, mm. that was oh when we were God. married. I hid that from her. <laughs> yeah, you're well, in what trouble, are those buddy. things run? Huh? What does what a hummingbird uh, run? You know, a couple bucks.
bucks. A couple, couple nickels. <laughs> couple nickels? It's been about 10 years Grand? since I upgraded. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then some. A couple sound gears. A little bit. <laughs> Just a single sound gear. Just one. <laughs> What's your hearing worth, Connor? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I probably wear them the most. We do have other options, though, guys. He does wear them the most. We do have other That's options. That's right. You have instant fits. We got instant fits that are less expensive, and we got some promos going on those right now. Um, and we also have non-electronic models as well that are custom that are you know 150 to 250. And well, nice, the instant nice fits are only like 300, aren't they? What um, if what if they say that they came from the podcast? What are you going to get? Yeah. Let's see. What, what are you going to get for a podcast discount? We can do uh, the 125 off as well. Oh, <laughs> and you have to use Pheasants Forever's promo code. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just do uh, we'll just do MF125, but don't go doing that right now because I got to create the code. For yeah. There you go. It'll be there you go. Week. You got a week. MF125. Yeah. I'll have it done tonight. You got a week, dude. I think my computer's dude. in my truck. <laughs> there you go. Actually, and that's off phone. the Instant Fits. That's off the Instant Fits. Yep, pair yeah. of Instant Fits. So one twenty five off. So two seventy five. Yep. Yeah, nice. they're totally worth it. Thirty day money back guarantee. I actually wore them last weekend too at the event. Just chilling. Event. Yeah. Just chilling. We have delivery service here. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're uh, they're totally worth it. Especially, I mean, those inf- Instant Fits are actually really. I think they're really comfortable. Yeah. And they amplify sound. And they, they're electronic. They cut decibels. Why not? I mean, it's like, they're worth it. Yeah. Definitely. So, MF125. Yeah, th- those of you guys know, I was in a fraternity in college, too. And is that your roommate? Mm-hmm. Foy? Joey's roommate mm-hmm. just came down. Yeah, and he was actually lived in the same fraternity as me in such a small world. That's, that's, that's how crazy it is. What's funny, he was just... Uh, Lance he's, says, he's do we have into, delivery service? He's big into uh, uh, metal detecting, and so he went out on Big Island on Lake Minnetonka... And uh, some get on the boat was like, oh, yeah, that's this kind of duck. That's this kind of duck. Jeremiah goes, oh, do you, you duck hunt a lot? And he goes, oh, yeah, I'm obsessed. And then he knew who we were and whatever. And he also went to North Dakota. All right, dude. So speaking of that comment you just made, has hunting culture changed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You've it's, changed. It's, well, it's, like when, when were you in your heyday of like going duck well, hunting all the time? Facebook. So long ago. There was Facebook, but it was the Facebook. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't. And that came out in 08. No. It was 05. Really? Yes. Hmm. Anyway. I had it when I was a freshman. Spring. 2005. Yeah. The Facebook. Um, so, I think it's changed. I mean, it's good. Social media, I mean, we'll go, I'll just jump right into social media. I think social media is fantastic. It's a great way to, you know, leverage your brand and, and do a lot of cool things and see things you probably wouldn't have seen. The only thing I don't like about social media is just... You know, I can be critical of it, but people just giving hunters a bad name, like doing stupid stuff. You know, you shoot an animal, that's great, but respect it. But if you start taking goofy pictures with them and laying next to, you know, I see it all the time now too, but you know, laying next to a deer or what, just doing stupid stuff. It's one thing to smile and take a picture with something you shot because um, obviously it's a big thing. And, you know, we grew up doing it. That was with throwaway cameras, you know, mm-hmm. but... But it's different now because you just got the eyes. There's so many more eyeballs on it. You're giving people that are anti-hunting that don't understand it the ammunition, pun, um, to kind of come after you or us as a, as a group. And we just need to be better than, than that, I think. And I'm not going to go off on a, on a rabbit hole or go on a soapbox here, but I think we can all agree that. So you think people are using social media for the, for the worse of hunting? N- no, I think there's a lot of people that are using it for the betterment of hunting. It's just that there's this, the few 
that influence, you know, it's the, the ones that are not doing it appropriately that um, people cling to that are maybe anti-hunting yeah. or on the fence about hunting that causes the issue. Yeah, the they're vast not majority. So I'll never say the majority of the people that are posting stuff on Instagram that are well, no. have a hunting culture or anything like that. It's it's the minority of that group or of our group that we you know we all love to hunt, but don't do stupid stuff because it makes the hard everybody part is, look bad. Yeah. I feel like the guys would be willing to put that on social media. Like those are the guys that are not going to stop doing that though. No, and I, again, I'm not going to tell somebody what to do. I think we can just be better and. The stuff that we put out or anybody puts out should just be quality stuff, and yeah, that's it. Like, Mostly, I think, in terms and I think of it's the majority of the people too. Again, it's not the majority of or you know the majority of people put out good content, good stuff. Just don't put out dumb stuff that makes everybody look bad, and you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's just weird. trying to be one of those yeah. guys that has no respect for what you're doing. Yep. Don't well, get me ammo. What I've noticed is, you know, it's social media has brought so many things to light, right? Like. Think of 20 years ago, you would have never heard about all the mass shootings going on, right? Nope. I mean, you would have only heard it on the news. Mm -hmm. And now every time there's a shooting, it's just like blasted everywhere, right? Yep. And so, like, that was always going on, but now it's really getting brought into the light. And same Mm -hmm. thing, how many people did you hunt with in North Dakota where there were like one-offs? They're like, hey, I got a field, come and hunt with me. And you hunt with them, and it's like, whoa, I'm not going to hunt with you again. You know? But those those are those people that are like, Hey, yeah, where they're like naked posing behind a goose or like a deer and just like weird shit. Yeah. It's like, why are you doing that? So it's yeah. like, I don't feel like it's well, look different where you guys now. Started. Look where you guys started. Like you guys are you started out like, you know, and still continue to teach people that are maybe in, in, in your, you guys are a good voice in the industry because you're teaching people that maybe are too afraid to hunt or don't know how to get started because their family didn't hunt and all those things. Like I grew up with it. So it's like, it's in my blood. Like, you know, there's no question. Like I'm going hunting. Like the, mm-hmm. number one, it wasn't an option. Like you're going, but mm-hmm. and I don't want to have it any other way. Um, but you're giving people, you know, insight into it's not as difficult. Here's some tips, like all you know, all the stuff you're calling, tri- you know, Joey, the professional caller over here. No, Boo. no, no, no. But Boo. I mean, like, but I mean, it's all good information that you guys are providing, which is awesome because that's what we need. Because we do need more people. Yeah, competition sucks, and you're trying to fight for a field in the morning. But at the end of the day, you know, as we, as we all know that. It's Pittman-Robertson acts. Every dollar that we spend on hunting equipment, accessories, ammo, we're taxing ourselves and putting money back into conservation. There's no bigger, you know, conservationist out there than than the hunting community. Like we of provide, course. like not even close, how much money we put towards, yeah. towards you know, towards conservation of land, you know, groundwater quality and all that stuff. And that stuff's important to me. That's why, again, that's why we partner with Pheasants Forever and other organizations because they are doing so much. Um, we don't have those organizations out there or, um, or we didn't tax ourselves like what what would be left we're i think we're super fortunate in minnesota to have the opportunities that we do on state land and federal you know state yeah. and public land all that stuff because i go to i got a customer in illinois like he's like, i don't even know where to go he goes you know he goes pheasant hunting he goes to a game farm he calls it hunting i'm like dude that's not hunting yeah yeah Do you shoot wild pheasants in minnesota I'm like yeah they're everywhere and we have thousands and thousands of acres to hunt on mm-hmm. western minnesota and Central Minnesota and places you don't even think that there'd be pheasants. There's pheasants, right? Um, like Corcoran, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I mean seriously. So it's like we're super fortunate, in Minnesota. I feel like we've done a great job, and yeah, you know, it's got my digs on the state for sure. But overall, when it comes to access to land for us to hunt or, or go fishing on, it's like it's incredible here because there's a lot of states that don't have that. I, mean, I think well, I we're the say it's like two percent of Iowa is like public land. 
you can hunt like two percent of the the total land mass or you know to land you know available land is, is available to the public everything else is private mm. yeah look at what we have just look up by my cabin in northern minnesota like we have 40 acres that butts up to 3,500 acres of state land that we can hunt <clears throat> that's yeah. pretty cool to go grouse hunting another thing i love to do <laughs> well like uh minnesota has the most public hunting land per capita out of any state yeah like that's Including a lot like over like montana and yeah 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 we're the biggest it's per capita oh. they're a bigger state than us slightly mm-hmm. <laughs> not population wise though no, no no i mean we've got 4.8 million in the metro alone yeah i think we're 6.2 total yeah. Are we? That high? yeah no but the metro itself so you know from <clears throat> lakeville to anoka or whatever the I northern think, i can't remember where i heard that but yeah. yeah i think i, wonder I think you're shoot, about right no well, wonder i can shoot unlimited deer in the metro 702 zone they changed it mm. i think it's 702 i i don't know they change it all the time you don't do you're literally speaking chinese yeah <laughs> but but no i think uh with the with the social media thing i think it just brings a lot more of the bullshit mm-hmm. to light but then i think it also brings a lot of good to light mm-hmm. you know i th- i think uh the hunting culture now is a lot of it's for pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, it's like a big dick contest for a lot of people where it's like, well, how many birds did you kill last year? I kept count and I killed 600. You know, it's like, okay, I kept count one year and I kind of lost track because I don't really give a shit. No. You know, but like other stacking. people, other like guide services, totally different because that's how it's they make business. their money, yeah. you know. But like a random Joe Schmell where he's like, I killed 200 geese last year. And it's like, cool, Joe. Cool, Joe Schmell. That's awesome. Now... I'm done talking to you, mm-hmm. so I'm good. But, you know, that's what social media has, like, made that an outlet yeah. for that mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And if you go to, like, a calling contest or something, and calling contests are usually filled with, like, really good people, but I've definitely ran into some people where it's like, oh, I've seen your Instagram. You don't kill as many birds as I do. And they just, like, stick your nose up at their nose up at you, and it's like, all right, dude. Well, I also cool. don't post every bird that I kill. But but also who cares? Just every other bird. Yeah, who gives a shit? No. You know, yeah. just every no. other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so Lance, tell us, tell us a crazy hunting story that you have. Tell you crazy where like nothing went wrong and it wasn't crazy in like a sense that <laughs> oh my god I can't believe that ever happened and who was that person that snuck up on us when we were laying in our blinds? But I will tell a story. It was um, my buddy Eric from South Dakota, a buddy I hunted with. Like we hunted together more than anybody we're the only ones that were willing to get up he had the intrepid the intrepid ah yeah so eric lives in sioux falls now but hunted all year with them and it was getting towards it was november so north dakota usually most of the things are froze up typically by then like early november first second week in november it gets cold and everything's so shallow out there so it freezes up yeah most of the birds unless you're out by devil's lake or any of those refuges out that way um they're gone like they're gone Mm -hmm. but it was super cold, and it got a huge cold front out of Canada, and it was so windy. And I'll never forget it because it was so windy to the point where you, like, have it in your eyes and your face looks, like, yeah, brown, burnt. Like, just burnt and brown with just dust stuck to your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, we got to go. So we found this. Earlier in the year, we had seen this um, this cornfield that hadn't been picked yet, and they had taken, like, maybe 30 rows for silage. And I remember we got burned on a field because somebody else was in it. And we couldn't hunt it, so we hunted up hunting, like, this, you know, silage edge. We, we drove an hour and a half west. Like, we're going. Like, no matter what, let's set up somewhere. We had this as a backup. So we hunted it. We ended up shooting a few birds. Um, it was, like, you know, early in the season. Well, now, come November, 
like we had kind of a bad year. It was just everything just didn't align. But then all of a sudden these birds all came at once. Like that was always Halloween for whatever reason. It was always Halloween mm-hmm. for me, like targeting Halloween, North Dakota. It's like when I had to be there, had to be out in the field. What's the upper Midwest, man? That's when shit it pushes. Is. It is. And it happened a little bit later than Halloween where we just got a huge like north wind out of, out of Canada and cold, like cold, cold to the point where if it wasn't so windy, stuff was freezing up. And it was three days in a row like this, keep in mind. So it's just pushing birds in nonstop, nonstop. And I'm like, dude, we got to get back to that cornfield. Because it was like really one of the only cornfields around. Everything else was, you know, early wheat and that stuff had all grown up where they had, you know, chisel plowed it under. And there was really not a lot of feed for anything um, unless they wanted to stage on on water. Yeah. Like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go out there. So we, you know, scouted the night before and there was birds in it, but not a ton. I'm like, okay, this could be good, though. It's the only birds we had around. So we go. Set up the next morning. We're done in a half hour. So, of course, you know, I think it was five at that time. It wasn't six. So we had each had our five drakes, and we're done in a half hour. Drive oh an hour gosh. and a half back, right? So mm-hmm. next day, do it again. <laughs> you know, making jerky, left and right. Mm-hmm. Keep making jerky. Um, go back, do the same thing that next day. And there's more birds moving in, like tornadoes of birds. And I'm like, this is just insane. Let's go again. Right. Jerky. So we... <laughs> 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 so we shot her another 10. We weren't bringing anybody else with us. And I'll get to the, the end of the punchline is it just ended very badly here. But like we hadn't brought anybody with us. Third day, we go there. There's more mallards than I've ever seen in my entire life, like tornadoing on top of us to the point where it was so windy that we had a hard time keeping anything standing up. I have to keep in mind, all I had was had like 27 full bodies out. That was it. This is yeah. November. And two, two luckies. That was it. That's all we needed. Didn't matter. Probably didn't even have to put the goose decoys out. We could have just sat there with two luckies and just pounded them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so we were sitting there in our blinds, and I'm, I'm laughing at this point because my buddy told me to grab his. It was so cold, like like frostbite-type wind. And yeah. the only reason the lake that was maybe three-quarters of a mile away didn't freeze over is because the wind was keeping it open, and that's where these birds were, totally. were roosting, right? Um. And so he goes, oh, dude, I forgot my hand muff. You know, can you grab it? My hands are freezing. I can't even call. I'm like, okay. So I go back to my truck, grab it to, to drop the truck after we'd set up. And on the way back, his calls were inside of his hand muff. Yeah. Mm. And he had bands on it, right? And I had no idea his calls were in there. So oh, I'm no. running back because it's like literally, you know, I'm five minutes from, from shooting time. There's mallards just everywhere. And... He comes back, goes, where's my calls? Like, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, my calls, they're, they're gone. Gone. They were in his mouth. So we, we looked oh. everywhere. So he had, even had like a white, I think it was at that time, it was a, it was a moneymaker. So a zinc moneymaker. Yeah. And um, white. So we still couldn't find it in this black chisel plow field. Never found his calls. So some farmer, if you're in North Dakota, and he got, and he found oh, a nice, uh, I think it was a, a quack J-frame uh, call, a duck call on there, and a moneymaker and possibly a Tim Grounds on that sucker with a few bands on it. It's my buddies. Please, please let us know. But those are gone. But then I get in my blind and I'm laying there and I'm laughing because there's so many ducks just tornadoing top of us. They're landing, their qua- hands are quacking around our blinds. And there's one that it's so windy that's hanging. We're on the, the downside of a, of a hill, you know, obviously block our outline. And she's hovering over my blind. And I'll never forget it because I like actually reached up through my blind as she's hanging like a kite. That's how windy it was. And I flicked her foot <laughs> with my finger. Oh my God. That's how close she was. But she was hanging there, just barely moving her wings. And she was just sitting there wanting to land. You could just see her head pivoting and like looking her in the eyes. And she's right above my blind. And I like literally went up and just touched her foot. Cause that's how close I'm just laughing and giddy. And then we limited it out in a half hour. You know, we're just waiting for yeah. this the biggest drakes we could find. Cause they're all just gigantic 
fist size northern minards mm. coming down. Red leg. So now we're like, all right, we should probably bring one of our buddies out and maybe we can shoot 15 this time. So we pick my buddy up, Mike. <laughs> now he lives up in Thompson. So Mike Anderson, I'll make sure you listen to this podcast because you're part of the story. <laughs> we go back. The next day, the wind died down. Bluebird day, cold. Lake like freezes up and we didn't shoot a bird, right? So it was mm. over. So like, of course, oh like three days God. prior, we, we just smoked these birds, at three, just the two of us. Like, Mike, you got to come with. He's like, oh, man, I got class, whatever. I'm like, dude, you got to come with. We go out there, and there's just no wind. Everything's froze up tight. The birds are in the middle of the lake. You could see them out there to the point where didn't they didn't want to move. <laughs> no, I literally shot up in the air to try to get them to fly and do something. They wouldn't even get up after I shot. That's all. They're, they're like, we're not moving. We're sitting here. So we walked up to them. I'm like, why? They're not flying. There wasn't even that many left. They had all just taken that north wind and just probably in South Dakota at that point. But yeah, it froze up and it was over and that was the season. But that is probably one of the most memorable hunts. And I think those are those pictures are actually in my glove box still to this day. I have them. I'll show you after this. Oh, it was just insane. Yeah, that's what we should have the premium green belt black hooded sweatshirt on. Yes. Naturally, (laughs) we should uh, we should name this podcast flicking mallard feet. Oh, yeah. Flicking mallard feet. Oh, Has anybody yeah. ever done that? I want to know if anybody's ever done that. I've seen, I've seen a video. Of I've seen a guy people catch them and grab them, but I got to grab goose. it. I just like went up and just touched its foot. That's a new goal of mine. You got to do it. I, mean, I just want to like, I just want to like, you know, just grab it. It's got to be, be like, so windy. Away with it. It was you. just a Susie too, so I just felt bad. I couldn't kill her. You no, know, can't kill her. No, not well, in that situation. You got to let her know that this is no safe here. Yeah, you're not safe. This is is for me. It's no for you. Go on. Yeah. Where is your husband? Yes. Dude. Bring her here. All right. Well, Lance, thank you so much for coming yeah, on, man. Definitely appreciate it. We'll have to do it again sometime soon. For everyone listening, if you don't have us on your YouTube subscription list already, make sure you do that. Check us out on Instagram. Check out Lance's stuff at soundgear.com. Nice. Yeah. Soundgear.com. They've got an Instagram, too. They do. Check Sound them out gear. on Instagram. At soundgear here. Yep. yep. And we'll see you guys soon.